Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey, everyone. It's J.R. here with Redwall Marketing. And today we're going to look at a little bit about hiring and training employees and uh, you know, firing, which is part of, uh, you know, having good employees. Um, you know, it's such a huge, huge issue with so many business owners I talk to. Um, and unless you're one of those rare people that just have it perfect and you've never had an issue hiring and you got the greatest employees, um, you know, this could be a, a, you know, a good podcast for you just on some lessons I've learned, um, you know, over the years working with different business owners and myself, it, it is, um, Over and over, it's always a top issue with uh, business owners I talk to, either in just general conversation or or clients or you know whatever in in other groups. It it just it it is a hot topic, and you know when it comes to you know being successful, your employees are a huge part of that. You know they really are, especially you know most businesses have workers doing. you know, a lot of the work. And so they can be the backbone of your business. And if you're not getting the right people in and keeping them motivated and uh, getting the most out of them, it can really, really hurt your business. And I've, I've seen companies go under from, you know, the, the inability to hire properly or train properly. Um, and I've seen companies absolutely, you know, thrive because of how well they hire and train and, and work with uh, their employees. So it just seemed like a fitting topic to to, to go with today as I, you know, recently talked to another client that's uh, actually a couple just in the past week or two here that have had some issues with hiring. They're just, um, you know, or, or even just dealing with employees on a, on a daily basis. So um, it's a good topic. And, I, and I've been fortunate enough to, you know, not only have hiring uh, done myself, but, you know, I've worked with so many different types of businesses that I see the systems they're using, I see the failures they've had, I can learn from their experiences, and and uh, for those who have needed help, I've been able to create hiring systems for a variety of, of businesses, which has been a, a huge, um, you know, advantage for myself in, you know, learning some of these um, techniques. And for me personally, for Redwall, we, we don't use a lot of um, full-time employees per se. We I, I tend to hire contractors. Instead, it works well for my company. Um, I've had some that are on staff full time, but uh, the majority of the the work is done through uh, contractors because it, uh, for one, it, although it may cost more, you know, per hour per project at times than if I had somebody full time, uh, it allows me to, you know, use a better system and have a better diversity of talent. I don't have um, issues where I have to give work to a certain person because that's who I have on staff, um, and they may not be good at that. I can take projects and assign them to different contractors based on those contractors' strengths, and so that has been a uh, big advantage. And even um, when I have hired full time or part time, it's usually well, actually, it's always been uh, work from home. Uh, you know, I, I, I opted not to have the office, even though I thought that was going to be a big thing. I thought that eventually I'd have an office with employees in it. Uh, I decided that that was not really for me. I don't want to be in an office and I like being at home and, or, or, 
out on the road at Starbucks or Panera or somewhere else uh, getting my work done. And so I built a company that allows me to hire people in that uh, in that way so that they can work from home. Um, I've hired locally here in the U.S. I've hired uh, overseas, depending on the project, the budget, or what I need. Um, I go with that. And, and in today's world, you have so many capabilities of hiring. If you don't need, if you're not a local business and you don't need local help, um, there's a lot of capabilities uh, for how you can hire. Uh, but today, we're going to talk a lot about essentially, you know, uh, in-person employees, in-house employees uh, for local businesses. Um, you know, that rely on that local talent. They rely on finding the best of the best uh, to work with them. And I've actually, by the way, have a book that is scheduled to be out at the beginning of 2015. So um, it, it was supposed to be out a long time ago, but I started it, organized it, got it written, got it ready to go, and uh, never finished it. It got put on hold, and so now it's back on the front burner being finished. And it was kind of good because it allowed me to work with more business owners on hiring before finishing the book, but the book is about hiring. It's about um, you know finding that employee that's going to go above and beyond, and you know be the one that that um, that succeeds with you. And it's a collection of um, you know strategies I've used again with my business and with clients. So um, you know, being that it's so huge, uh, it's just such a huge topic. Uh, you know, it made sense to to put the knowledge that I've gotten from working with business owners and hiring myself, you know, onto paper so that I can help others like yourself, uh, you know, hire and train your uh, employees. So I'm going to do a quick overview of some of the stuff that you'll see in the book and some of the stuff that has really worked. So, um, you know, some of the statistics, by the way, are that, uh, you know, one out of every four hires will actually uh, work out for you. They'll stay with the company. And that's... um, that's a lot of wasted time. 75% of your efforts into hiring are gone. And I believe the uh, last estimates I looked up was that it could be anywhere from fifty dollars to $100,000 wasted on average for those bad hires. So you're looking at one hundred and fifty to 300000 wasted just to get that one good employee. And so if, you know, if we could put in systems in place to avoid the... Uh, you know, the bad hires, I think that that's worth looking at. And unfortunately, a lot of clients are still using the old methods of, you know, we need to hire somebody. So we put up a, an app, we put up an offer or put up a, a job application, I'm sorry, job uh, listing, and we take applications and resumes. And, you know, they're looking through resumes and trying to figure out, based on paper, who's worth talking to. And I, I do believe resumes are probably going to become a thing of the past very soon, uh, you know, I I still ask for them for a general reference, but I don't read all the resumes that are sent to me um, because if I'm putting up a job offer again for myself or a client, and and it has the potential to get hundreds of applications, I don't want to read through a hundred resumes. So we have ways in place to filter out some people from even applying. Like we we don't even want them to apply, or. Uh, we want to delete their application immediately and not even look at the resume based on some guidelines. And so that's really helped filter things down. So the first thing uh, I'd like to you know talk about is just knowing your uh, who you're looking for. What is it that they're going to do? Clearly identify that. Clearly understand what it is that this employee is going to be doing. By doing that, 
it helps you identify the type of person that should be doing the job. You know, if, if, if the person's answering phone calls, you obviously want somebody who is energetic, has a, uh, you know, speaks really well and loud and, and can, you know, can handle the phones as a friendly person, customer service oriented. You want that uh, because that's exactly what you are hiring for, right? So, um, you know, you can, you can build out, in a sense, what you're looking for by identifying the job that's going to be done, all the responsibilities. The other thing we do is we use the different services to post our listing, but we do something a little bit unique with the application. What I like to do is I like to put something in place that filters out anybody not listening. Following instructions is enormous. It's huge for being a good employee. I need somebody who can follow instructions because even if I'm going to allow them to be a free-thinking employee and I'm going to allow them to make decisions on their own and run with projects, I still need somebody who reads the things that they're supposed to be doing or understands and listens to the things. So, for instance, in, in my case, we might be working on a website. Well, I don't mind the freedom of design because that's important for my web designers to have that freedom of design to to see it how they want. However, if there are key elements that need to be in the site, key things that the client doesn't like or that that I feel would hurt the website or you know should be done better or that their competition doesn't do right, if there's key things I need to make sure that when I translate that to that employee, they're going to properly uh, utilize that. They're going to properly take that information I gave them because they were listening, wrote it down, and took notes and followed directions. They're going to put that into their design, and we're going to get a better output from it. Same with you know local clients, business owners. We want somebody who can follow instructions because as much as you want them to be free with what they do, they still need to be able to get done the things that need to be done and the steps that need to be taken, uh, the cautions that need to be watched out for, the double checks, whatever the case is. So what I like to do with applications or um, job postings is put something in there that they have to do in order to uh, let me know they read it. So a simple question like, um, uh, well, for one, by the way, a good job description, okay? Uh, I almost skipped that part because we were talking about the job description and knowing what they're going to be doing. We put the job description in as best of English as we can, the best writing we can, so that they really understand what they're going to be doing. For instance, I have a a client that does, it's it's really, really hard work. We don't want anybody who doesn't understand it. When we say hard work, we don't mean, hey, we expect you to work hard. Everybody expects you to work hard. We mean... Your back's going to hurt. You're going to hate this job for the first few weeks until your body and muscles get used to the work. You're going to be on your hands and knees, dirty, sweaty, dusty, sometimes in the in the heat of summer down here in Florida. We want them to know how miserable the labor part can be. We do that to filter out anybody that thinks they're getting some office job or, well, it's outside work, but it's not going to be that bad. It sucks. I this this it sucks. It really does. I mean, I've seen the work and I've been there. It, it sucks. Um, and one of the problems they always have is people getting there and realizing they can't handle it. They can't do the kind of physical work that he needs done. So we're very clear 
on how that works. We're very clear on how crazy the hours are. We're very clear on the type of stuff they're going to be dealing with. They're going to be dealing with chemicals. They've got to wear masks. They've got to wear gloves. Long sleeves is preferred. We, we make sure they understand exactly what the job is, so there's no surprises. This filters out anybody who doesn't think that they can handle that job. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always filter out everybody. But you'll notice less applications by giving a very, very detailed description of what they're going to be doing. You're, you're less likely to get somebody who doesn't like talking to people applying for your phone job if you let them know exactly how many hours they're going to be spending on the phone, how many people they're going to have to meet, how often they're going to have to interact with employees or customers. By, so get that description 100% right, and that's what we do first. The second thing we do is that uh, putting that item in there, something in there that uh, causes them to, to, they have to read it in order to get it right. could be a math question. could be, by the way, um, you know, what is five plus seven? And this is simply to remove the people that copy and paste, because this happens a lot. They're out scanning job board listings, and they're literally copying and pasting. I feel like I'd be a great person for this job. I've got this. I've got that. I've worked here. I've worked there. I've done this. I've done that. Here's a reference. There's a reference. Here's my resume. So they'll copy and paste this, literally. Here's a link to my resume. And they just copy-paste their responses. Well, what we want is somebody who really thinks. So we ask questions within the application, uh, or we'll tell them to make sure that when they send it, um, they do it in a blue font or bold font or, you know, uh, before you send your response, make the first sentence what your favorite animal is. could be the tiniest thing. What would you eat for breakfast this morning? But we just want to make sure they're listening. So I don't even have to read the resume or my client doesn't even have to read the resume if the um, the, the answer isn't there, if, the, if the, the, the question that was asked isn't there. We don't even have to answer it, okay? Don't don't go any further. They did not fully read the instructions, which means that that could be how they operate when they're working for you. They could be the type of person that's rushing through a task, not reading all the directions, copying and pasting what they think you want to hear, what your customers want to hear. We don't want that person. So we're already filtering people out by making the job description extremely detailed, so that we can scare off anybody that's not ready for that kind of a job. Now we're weeding more people out who don't follow instructions by getting rid of uh, the ones who didn't follow the instructions in the uh, application. Then we can get to looking at their resume and sorting out who we want to take to the next round. Now what I do in my next round is I send out an is I send out a test, a quiz of some sort which involves some kind of a task that they might need to do. So it, it generally relates to their job. So for me, if I'm looking for a web designer, I, would, uh, I could ask questions about their, their basic knowledge or basic problems. I could put a piece of code um, in, the, in, in this little test that they take. And you can do this with online forms. I've used Google Docs uh, forms for this before. You could use a survey form. You could, you could do all kinds of things. But I, I might put some code in a box and ask them to solve a problem. There might be something, some error in the code. Uh, can you solve this? What's wrong with this code? Uh, how do you fix this? Um, you could ask them to build a little one-page site um, with certain elements in it. Make the header blue. Make this that. 
uh, something easy that they could do in five to ten minutes uh, if needed. Um, you could ask certain questions. What is this? What are your thoughts on this? Um, uh, I've done uh, writing tests, by the way, for assistants or article writers or anything like that. I've wanted to see how fast they write. So if I'm hiring an assistant, I need I need them to be able to type fast. So I'll give them a um, a test of uh, one of the links out there for for tracking your writing, and these are free. They're they're all over the place. So it'll be a link for how to um, you know typing type speed test. So they'll they'll go in there they'll, they'll type up a, a thing and it tracks their speed, and they have to link me to the results, which you make sure you find one that has that option where they can link to their results. And so I can see how fast they type. Um, I, if I'm hiring overseas, I like to do internet speed checks. I don't want to hire somebody who can't be online and has slow internet. That's a big issue for me. So I might do an internet speed check and uh, send me a screenshot of your internet speed from this website. Um, if they're transcribing things for me, I will record a little section of audio and say, transcribe this and send it back in. Uh, so there's little tests I will give them on the work. Now, you might be asking, well, what if I'm a, a plumber? Or what if I'm a whatever? Plumbers are a great example, by the way. You could ask questions about uh, you know certain things. What kind of pipe is this? What kind of fitting is this? If I were to say this to you, what does that mean? Translate that back. You can do that. Um, you could have, but let's say it's something where you're not necessarily hiring somebody experienced. However, you do need them to be able to learn technical things and to be able to read technical data and interpret it properly or to come up with their own conclusion of what it's saying. You could always send them some basics, a little PDF or something about the products that you're using and then quiz them on it. Like what, uh, you know, what, um, you know, what was this or what was that? Ask certain questions. So you can test their knowledge on, uh, certain things through this test. You don't want to make it too complicated. You don't want to give them three hours of work, but find the things that are important for you to know and see if they'll see if they'll know the answer. See if they can figure it out. See if they're a good learner. And that will tell you a lot right there. Okay? It will tell you a lot. Plus it also tests their commitment to getting the job. Okay? Uh, the, you know, how committed are they to you know to doing the work because you sent them this test and it might take 10 to 15 minutes were they willing to at least to spend the 10 15 minutes you know doing this uh, and I'll let you know there's a lot of traditional companies by the way that do, still do this uh, back um, years and years and years ago I was applying for uh, a job with actually Circle K and I had to take a test they put me in a room and gave me 15 minutes to take a test and um, after that they had me you know, take a, a personality IQ test. There was two different tests. If you made it to the next level, you had to take this personality IQ test. So they did that. You could always throw those in if that was a big deal to your hiring. Um, you could always throw some of those personality tests that are in there to find out a little bit more about um, the type of employee. If somebody's going to be on the phone, you could send them a, a request to record themselves for an hour. Um, you know, here's some questions. I want you to... Um, Record yourself answering these questions and send it back to us. And by the way, you you know it does help if you um, give them sites or tools that do this. By the way, so if there's a site that you can quickly record a little bit of audio and send it to somebody, show them that tool so that they can do it. And you don't end up maybe they're not as tech savvy and you don't need them to be. So you want to make sure it's not so difficult that they can't do this. But you give them tests and 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 processes to go through. 
This will again help weed people out because not everybody's going to respond. But then the ones that do, you can look through and see if they've got the answers right, if they've got, um, you know, how, they, how they've done. And then from there, we'll take them to the next part of the process. Now, you might say, well, it sounds like such a long process, but what's really longer? Reading through 100 resumes and meeting 100 applicants and trying to figure out who's right from there? Or getting 100 applications and then being able to filter it down to 20 or 30 that might make it to that final round that you're willing to even entertain meeting or talking to. So the idea is to reduce the talent pool that you're spending time and resources on so that you're only picking from the best of the best. And do not violate your own rules. I did this once and it cost me. I got a resume in uh, their initial application was fine. Okay. Their resume looked great and so they made it to the next round where i sent out the questionnaire they were the top one or one of the top that i was hoping to hear back from because of how good their resume looked they had worked for a lot of good companies doing a lot of the stuff that i need them to do and so i thought it was a perfect fit however they never responded to the questionnaire And instead of simply moving on and sticking with the ones that did, I decided to email again and say, hey, I sent you a test, a questionnaire. I didn't get that back yet. Did you receive it? And I got back. Oh, I'm sorry. I did get it. It just slipped in. I found it. It must have slipped in, you know, wherever. Now, the problem I have here, you might be saying, okay, but that's that that can happen, right? Well, in this position, I needed a virtual assistant. I needed an assistant who was on top of their game. And if they're losing emails in their personal email, um, it's going through. They're getting the email delivered, but it went into their spam and they don't regularly check their spam folder. For instance, I check my spam folder every day. I never empty my spam without looking at it because I know things get mixed in there. Um, you know, you would expect that they were waiting for a response. So, Uh, They should have waited for that response back from me. So whatever the case was, um, you know, it's going to be a rare case that it's completely out of their hands and they couldn't have prevented not getting the job for returning the, for finding your email. But I went and hired, um, I went and actually had them fill out the questionnaire and they did good on the questionnaire and I hired them and it turned out to be a big mistake. They were consistently uh, not getting emails that I sent or not responding to um, certain things or getting it done in time. And it was a very lazy um, thing. I had to explain things over and over again. It just turned out to be a headache. The next time I, I hired somebody to actually replace this person, I followed my rule and I ended up hiring somebody who didn't have a great resume and didn't really do a hundred percent as as good as I wanted on the questionnaire. Um, however, they they I could tell that they were going out and trying to find the answers and trying to figure things out. I ended up hiring them, and they stayed with me even longer. And uh, the only reason that person isn't with me anymore is they went on to start a uh, company. Uh, he went and started a company with his sister, um, and so you know he decided to move on. But uh, was not somebody that I was, you know, going to fire because they weren't getting the work done. They were getting the work done, 
and at some point he decided that he wanted to you know go for it and I can't fault somebody for going out and starting their own thing uh, I applauded him for it and and um, you know thought it was great that he was doing that with his sister so um, you know that guy worked out and he didn't have the perfect resume he didn't even have the perfect questionnaire however he was one of two or three guys that followed the instructions to the T so when I hired him he worked out I had to train on certain things sure but he got it he was willing to do the work he followed the instructions he did the homework he researched it if he didn't know it he found it and it was perfect it was exactly what I needed so that is in fact I but I taught this guy things I, I would literally um, I wanted him to learn never done Photoshop I sent him um, I sent him a copy of Photoshop and um, and I uh, I sent him some tutorial links on on how to do Photoshop and I told him that he was to spend 20% of his week uh, learning Photoshop so he was basically I think he was it worked out to something like he was working seven hours a day but then the last hour of his day he was working on his Photoshop skills and he he got really really good at it um, to the point where I was using him as uh, you know a part-time graphics person and he was able to help with graphics and things like that so um, and, and by the way it was a passion of his that he wanted that he'd always wanted to learn Photoshop and that's why I chose teaching him that but my process got me somebody who wasn't necessarily perfect from day one but they were perfect to mold into what I needed and that's what I was able to do and so the process of in this case I wanted somebody who didn't I didn't care if they knew the answers I cared if they could find the answers and they found the answers and this guy worked out well and so that's been a process that I've used for quite a while on my own I've used it with friends I've used it with clients I've, uh, and uh, clients have had good success with it by you know simply filtering out and then using that as a way to um, to uh, you know get down to the cream of the crop before you even meet face to face or talk on the phone and then picking from there and then there's other things you could do in the interview. Uh, there's just, I don't want to make this an hour long podcast, but if you can do those things right there, you can really filter down who you're hiring. And sometimes that's really what it's about is if you can limit yourself to having the cream of the crop to hire, you're going to have a much better chance. Okay. And then there's other things we could talk about. We could talk about systems for, you know, putting them through training. I just don't have time to get into all that. We maybe another podcast, maybe next week we'll continue this and talk about systems for training. Uh, because that's another thing you need to have processes in place. You really do. You, think of your business like a McDonald's. Could you hand every employee a book and they run with the business? Would they be able to know everything they need to do? If not, you, you got some work to do. Get it to the point where you could just hand the employee a book and they're ready to go. But in this episode, I just wanted to cover hiring, how to hire the cream of the crop in a sense, how to get the best, only the best uh, that you're going to spend your time interviewing. And that's what I do right there. And it's worked for my business. It's worked for friends' business. And it's worked for clients' business. It works over and over again. We simply filter down the process. And I'll elaborate more on this in the um, uh, the book uh, that's coming out uh Probably middle of January again. It was supposed to uh, be out. Gosh, um, supposed to be out a long time ago, uh, but it ended up back burner. It's back on the front burner. Uh, the book is going to be called "How to Hire a Go Getter," and um, it's it's based on the the Go Getter story 
where um, you know the guy was just an amazing employee and was willing to figure things out and uh, you know do whatever it took to um, uh, to get the job. And so we're going to discuss how to get that guy, how to you know tips. Does it work 100% of the time? Absolutely not. Um, is it going to work a good portion of the time for you? Yes, and that's where the book is based on. So keep an eye out for the book. It should be the beginning of 2015, sometime in January is is when it will be out. And that will be available. And again, it's just going to be a, a quick book that breaks down some of these details that we went over here. Processes for posting, where to post, how to hire, some of these tips, tools that you can use. And then it will go even further into um, training and uh, you know nurturing this employee and, and how to get the best out of them after the hire. So uh, How to Hire a Go-Getter is the name of the book. And that will be out um, next uh, again, a couple months, uh, sometime, sometime early 2015 in January. So I look forward to uh, getting that out there for you, and hopefully you're able to grab it. Check the redwallmarketing.com site for it, or jrgriggs.com is another place it will be posted. And um, you know you can watch for announcements on our Facebook page. You can find me on Facebook. You can find Redwall Marketing on Facebook. And we'll, of course, announce when the book is ev- available for you, and hopefully it helps you. Uh, solve this problem that you're not alone with. So many have it. And that is just hiring good people. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.